And welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. This is episode 31. We're past the 30 mark on our way to 40. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of fun. It has. It's been a great time. Let's keep it going. A lot of fun. Let's keep it going. Yeah, and today we're we're switching it up a bit. Uh, you know, you you listen to us on all the uh, all the same outlets. You're used to listening to us on on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google, on Audible, on Amazon, and all that. But we're also doing some video. Today. Doing some video now. Taking the next step. Yeah, climbing that staircase. You know, little, I mean, <laughs> little by little, mixing it up, getting people to look at our faces, man. Exactly, getting people to see who we are, <laughs> not just give me a voice. You got to put a face with the voice. And I and I have a little setup here for those that are just listening to audio. I have a, a, a DD hat. I got my Mini Minoso Baseball Hall of Fame, and I got a Yankee banner behind me. You know, for those of you that hey, you know, we're, we're Yankee fans. I mean, what do you want me to say? Got to be a Yankee fan. <laughs> We're baseball fans first and <laughs> foremost, but I'm a Yankee fan. So a lot of history in the Yankees. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep up with it to absolutely understand yeah. and appreciate the history. Yeah, I mean, y- your dad had the Yankee logo it's on crazy. the pool. It's That's amazing. Yeah, and I grew up watching Yankee baseball. My dad, Mike, had one of those big satellite dishes that I mean, it stood like ten feet in the air. And I remember we would switch from Galaxy No Seque to Transponder No Seque, and that dish would start going in, in circles. Looking for that signal. But, man, I watch every Yankee game, every Orioles game, Red Sox game. We, we could watch it all. It was awesome. Your dad knew he had the priorities correct. Absolutely. For getting the right channels Plus, in the house. Plus, you know, we, on Channel 33, we used to get WPIX, which we used to get the Yankee games with, uh, with Phil Rizzuto calling the games. It's a lot of history there, Armando. Yep. A lot of names, a lot of people listening here won't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for, for those that, you know, maybe you, you don't know Phil Rizzuto. Phil Rizzuto was an MVP one year, uh, played, played uh, infield there for, for the Yankees, called games for them. He, he was the one that came up with the holy cow. And Phil Rizzuto, if you watch Billy Madison, which is one of my favorite movies, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan, when um, uh, Billy, Billy's there, like, you know, writing the cursive words and the teacher kind of doesn't like him because he's being a jerk to the kids. And then um, he's writing in cursive, and she goes, how about Rizzuto? Starts writing, and when he gets to the Z's, he's, like, doing, like, little lines. <laughs> he's like, that's not fair. Rizzuto's a baseball player, not a word. <laughs> like, how about the word buzz? And he leaves crying. But, oh, yeah, Phil, Riz- <laughs> Phil Rizzuto and Billy Madison. Yeah, you got to love sorry. it. And speaking episode 31 and the Yankees and all that, number 31, I remember Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. I what believe he was a... Star in football, basketball, and Dave baseball. Winfield got right. drafted. Drafted. Imagine, so the NFL draft is next week. And I'm going to become a total nerd. And when we do the podcast next week, I'm going to be talking draft and, 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 you know, picks and what I think and whatnot, right? But Dave Winfield got drafted in baseball, in the NFL, and in the NBA. How about that? Pretty athletic. Yep. He's got good bloodlines. Do you have kids or what? I'm, I'm not sure. You know what? Because I've never seen a Winfield <laughs> that's, that guy, that's related uh, to him that guy was a beast. in any of the pro sports. I can hit the ball. Like I can throw. That guy, that guy did a lot of good things on the field, man. Big dude. Yeah, big dude. Stan Brenner gave dude. him big money, and they had a big falling out, too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. He had a lot of those. He had a lot of those. Hey, and loved you or he hated yeah. you? Yeah, it's no in between. You better produce. <laughs> I have a feeling that if you produced, 
Follow his rules, you were in good shape. But he made Mattingly cut his hair. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's you know, he got tight. tough with Jeter. Keeping it tight, keeping it you tight. know, keeping it tight. But like uh, but yeah, and, oh, and 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 speaking of athletes, I saw a stat the other day that because you know San Diego State was in the final of right. the NCAA tournament, right. their 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 leader in assists is still Tony Gwynn. Wow. Tony Gwynn was a hell of a point guard and hell an even better hitter. <laughs> even better hitter, unbelievable. Is there like like wow. like the that's Cuban? somebody we lost too soon, man. Oh How awesome God, would it be man. for him managing in the big leagues now, or hitting coach somewhere? Or and he would have. He was managing at, at San, San Diego, Diego State. State. Yeah, yep. that would have been nice, man. Yep. Eso era un señor bateador, yeah. as the oh, Cuban yeah. old guys would say. Kept it simple. But we gotta give a little love to Sammy Love for our intro music. Thirty-one episodes in, and still the one. Sammy, man, he's getting. <laughs> we have some other cuts. We may be debuting soon, and we're working on getting a couple more songs. So, uh, hey, listen in, and and you'll find out when you hear something else, you're gonna be like, hey, wait, that's not the song. Yeah, we're not replacing. <laughs> we're just adding. We're just adding. We're just exactly. Adding. Right. And this is brought to you by Diamond Reach Miami Academy. Look at the shirt. There it is. Getting ready for uh, summer, man. Believe it or not, we're in the stretch now. Getting ready for the playoffs. Super excited. But my brain's already beginning to get into the summer a little bit. I'm excited for the playoffs. Got a pretty good idea of what I think we're going to do, what I think is going to happen. And um, I'm really looking to rebuild. <laughs> nice. It's crazy. Some rosters, I'm like, it's not, can't, can't do this. Can't work. Yeah, man, and, and, you're, and for the fall, especially with the little ones, you know, my, my son Anderson, as I've mentioned before, uh, plays in the T-ball instructional league, which now it's a, a big coach pitch there as well. And, and, dude, there's seven teams, 10 to 11 kids per team, and, and all these kids are, are graduating to the next step. So we're, we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of kids in that, uh, that 6U status. It's going to be a lot in that 6U status, man, looking at about 50 kids. Wow. That's a lot. And we already have about 50 moving up to 7U, so it's going to be fun. That's amazing. A lot, of, a lot of kids to look at. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. Hell of a year for DD. Hell of a year. Man, Hell of a year. awesome. Hopefully we can, you know. <laughs> Finish the spring strong. Yep. Try to win a couple leagues and maybe get to a couple championships. But excited to see what happens in the instructional league. I'm excited. Yeah. Let's see. You know, yeah. the, the Kelly Green team could, you know, we we uh we control our destiny when it comes to seeding. Yeah. So let, let's see. Right yeah. now we're in the play-in. Yeah. You're in the play-in right now, but you can easily creep into that five. And you never know. We you play. Never know. We do that play-in. Somebody sits out a, or maybe, a league uh, and we win it all. Or maybe it's a better move to stay in the play-in. Get the exactly. extra game and play the different bracket. Hey. Never know. Why not? Never know. We Catch can a team I a little rusty. There you go. <laughs> I see some things. I see some things and some teams uh, happening. I see some things already happening. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. It'll be exciting. And one thing that does get hot over the summer, other than the weather, because, I mean, it's been crazy hot. Today was an actual cool day here in Miami, and I appreciated it a lot. So thank you, uh, you know. God, weather gods, whatever, oh, yeah. whoever you want to say oh, yeah. controls the weather. But the, it, it was awesome. It was nice and breezy in the morning. It was cool. Yeah. Something else that gets hot, Mike, is real estate in the summer. A lot of people start coming. They want to start buying from, you know, out of state for the winter months because they don't, they don't want the snow. They want the Miami weather, the Florida weather. Even though we get rain, we get a little bit of flooding. But, hey, ultimately, better than the snow. Much better than the snow. So if you want to buy down here, call me. Message me, text me, whatever you want to do. He's your guy. Amandito, <laughs> the realtor. Buy, sell. Hey, I'm a real estate agent. I'm here to help you. He's got five Emmys. 
Emmy Award winning. He's got to put down his business agent. card. You should have on your business card a little like five Emmys. That five when time. someone asks, hey, what did they say? Oh, they got, I have, yeah. you know. Five oh, real ones? Emmy yeah, absolutely. Winning real ones. Real estate agent. Yeah, I didn't know they uh, gave you, Emmys you need, for to sell houses. <laughs> to expose that. They do now. <laughs> they do now. And, and dude, update on the bunt challenge. So last week I mentioned that a couple of our dads at St. Brendan, uh, Mario Rios, he, uh, he mentioned that he could probably lay down a bunt within the first three pitches at 80 miles per hour at the batting cage at Swing Kings. Wear a face mask. That's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> and you take Mario, watch out with that Wear one. Wear a face but mask. Alex Pardo was there. They're good friends. And Pardo told him, hey, you can't do that. Nah. There's no way. There's I'm, no way. I'm, I'm, in, I'm 20, in with Alex. 20 bucks. Oof. 20 bucks. And Mario said, you're on. So I talked to Mike. Mike said, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll sponsor. Sponsor. Another, th- another, another thing we'll sponsor. Let's do it. <laughs> I told Mario and Alex, they're in. So we're going to we're gonna set that up. It's going to be fun. I told Espy today. Um, he said it's a, it's a first at Swing Kings, a bunt challenge. <laughs> he's never heard of that. I, but, but it's going to happen. I think he's got to be careful. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I think he's got to be careful, man. It's, 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 bunting is tough. We might get easy. in there and, and take the challenge. Maybe not bunting. I don't like no, bunting on the batting cage. I think you guys might be on your own in this one. No, I'm going to take I'll, some swings. Uh, I'll, I'll video. I'll take some swings. Retired. No, no bunts. No, retired. I only, <laughs> hit, I only hit fungos now, Mando. So my, Mike's retired. Fungoing. My left hand hurts. My right hip hurts. It's a nightmare. So we'll just stay on the outside. Before we get into MLB, you just mentioned fungo. Talk to me about the art of fungo because a lot of guys see the coaches out there, you know, with, with the fungo bat and they're laying grounders. You to see these me kids. make fun of the assistants, right? You've been oh, there yeah. when I get on them. Absolutely. I get on Armando, you got to know how to hit a fungo if you're going to be a head coach. <laughs> if you're going to be an assistant coach, you're going to be a base coach, you're going to be a dugout coach at this level, Little League, you don't got to know how to hit a fungo. But if you're going to lead a practice, you better know how to hit a fungo. Or at least look, look like you know how to hit a fungo. Two handed. Yeah. I can do a lot of things with it, but <laughs> you know it's crazy. I, I give the fungo to some of my assistants, and they can't do it. They can't do it. We should. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. We might have to have a fungo challenge. Let's do the fungo challenge. That might be interesting. Something on the field. It'd <laughs> be fun. I love hitting the fungo. I love it. Fungo's love it. cool. Wears fungo's out cool. the body a little bit, though. Not gonna lie. You know, it wears it out a little bit. The hands and the hips and the stride and stuff like that. I run into some little pains here and there, but. I love the fungo. It's called que nos estamos poniendo viejo, Mike. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. My birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. 43. Three. Nice. Can't wait. I hit a fungo once to uh, AJ and Anderson, and I told my brother, I'm like, man, this pinky right here. That's it. Done it's deal. hurting right here. And he's like, dude, you're developing arthritis. I'm like, geez, man. Getting old. Bro, if, if athletes, like, at the top of their game, and I'm not talking about, you know, like, just any athlete, like a LeBron James, uh, Wade, guys like that, they start breaking down in their late 30s. And these are guys that yeah. every day, day in and day out, they're yeah, they're working on their bodies. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, imagine like for point, the average person. At some point, um, you know, all that wear and tear and those joints and all that stuff. It, oh yeah, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna catch up to you. Like, you know, I mean, I, I started training Amando, like, probably real, like, heavy and stuff like that. You know, once you got to high school, you start getting that program. And then, you know, at home, I would lift. And then NFIU and then the pro ball. So I probably did it, you know, from, like, 17 years old to, like, 25. What's that, nine years? Okay. Yeah. 
right? And, you know, I haven't really lifted a lot of weights, but, like, for example, like, like I really feel the, the issues when I'm at Disney and I do all that walking. It's a lot of walking. You know, and I, I begin to feel, like, the little things that I felt back in the day, you know, and my wife's always like, oh, boy, you always get handled. <laughs> like, listen, and you have to, you know, explain to her, listen, it's just the, the body breaking down, you know, but. But these guys, that's why they run into a lot of things that post-career, Armando. Yep. A lot of these guys run into a lot of joint issues, shit issues, you know. It's it's a lot. But it's worth so, it, though. It's worth it. So, hey, when it's you're, definitely worth it. When you're young, and enjoy it. Enjoy your prime. Do a lot of running. Oh, do yeah. a lot of exercise. Stretch. A lot of stretch. stretching. Yeah. I didn't stretch enough. Yeah, we the, didn't stretch enough back in the day. It wasn't, you know. The last time I went to the batting cage, Mike, my whole forearm, I didn't stretch before I hit. This my whole form was hurting for a few hours. It was hurting. We did the podcast at night, and I was like in pain, man. It w- it was tough, but yeah. So speaking of young guys, man, Zach Neto, he was called up over the weekend uh, by the Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Is that what they they're calling now? Yeah. Los Angeles Anaheim. Uh, so Zach Neto called up, product of Coral Park down here in Miami, and he was a first round pick last year, Mike, twenty twenty two. Kid already makes the bigs. But listen to this. In double A this season, double A, not single A in a rookie ball, double A, he was hitting 444, two home runs and 10 RBIs. As of this podcast, he was one for 13, a couple of 0 for 4 performances. But hey, he's in the bigs. He's working. And the Angels have big plans for him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a good talent. He's 22 years old, solid talent, you know, here at the Miami 305. Um... You know, to me, it looked quick, you know, um, just, you know, seeing how long, like, other prospects have stayed in the minor leagues and stuff like that. Um, you know, to me, it was a little quick. And he, you know, he tore it up in double A. But for me, personally, I like to see guys go into triple A. I like to go see guys go into triple A, even if it's just for two, three weeks, and, you know, see what they can do. Because in triple A, you run into a lot of guys who have big league experience. Right, you know? guys that went right. up and But, again, down. but I'm... Um, I'm not the Anaheim Angels, you know. They 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 called him up. He's a number two prospect. They called him up, and 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 he's a starting shortstop as a 22 year old. They're hoping to develop him in the big leagues. You know, they have his options also. They can move right, also move him up and down for a couple of years. Um, but but good for him. Everything changes for him now. He's already a big leaguer. His minor league salary salary structure, if he goes back down, changes completely. So for him, it's a huge win 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 win. Just you know, for me personally, the whole you know, develop in the big leagues type thing. For me, Mike Quintana, ah, it's just not there for me. You know what I'm saying? But do you think there's but, guys that they're, you know, they're just performing at such a high level in the minors that the people in the organization, I'm like, this kid does not belong in the minors. Yeah, no, no doubt. That's why I, 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 I would have liked to have seen two, two, two to four weeks in AAA. I would have liked to have seen that on a personal level, just me. But no, he's tearing it up, man. Kids, <laughs> kids, a big league starting shortstop. There's only yeah. thirty of them in the world, and he's one of them. He's so, what, 20, so no, I mean, listen, I mean, no, the guys, I know him personally. You know, go to the batting cages a lot. Local guy, and um, and I'm rooting for him. Like, Stud. you know, I'm rooting for him, guys. First hit the other day, and and let's let's get it going. You know, one thing people take for granted, right? Uh, you know, you just mentioned about him being in in the bigs. You know, at at his age, he's one of Thirty, you know, yeah, that's it. One of thirty starting shortstops. That's it. How hard you playing in the you playing in the morning in the minors? How hard is it to to make 
the majors because we we we've known and we've played with and we've seen some very very talented guys. So let, let, in, the, let, in the minors that had right. never. Let me let majors. me break it down for you like this. So in the minor leagues, you got rookie ball, short season A, A ball, high A. To me, those are your four mm-hmm. lower division. Right. And then you have double A, triple A, upper division. So let's say 30 players per roster. So just going from your lower division of minor league A ball, rookie balls, into upper division, which is double A, triple A, you're cutting the rosters in half. You got four, 120 players. Now they get trimmed down into two. So you got 60 players. And then guess what? There's only one big league team. So you go from four lower level teams to two upper level teams to one big league team. You know what I'm saying? So you go 120 players to 60 to 30. But then the problem is that you got that one guy on that 30-man roster or those eight guys are there for 15 years, Yep. 20 years. So to get into that and to break into that is big time. Look, it's tough. I hit myself on the chest because I played up to double A. Like that's, that's something. Like that means something. But that's just halfway down the funnel. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's a, it's you know, it's so difficult to get there. That's why when you see these guys get there, it's awesome. I mean, also timing also has a lot to do with it. Like if you were a short, a badass shortstop in a Yankee organization behind Jeter, you were stuck. Right. There's nothing. You know, no matter it, how it, good it, you it, were, it, it happens. If like you the, played behind A. Rod in Texas, you were stuck until they got rid of him. It's yeah, just the way the, it is. The, you know. The best the, the best thing yeah. you could hope for is that they they trade A Rod yeah. or they trade you. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> and and you go and you go Listen, and you know you start up. Mike Lowell was a, a right. A, he, he was a, a product of these people being in his way, so the Yankees traded him because he yeah. was a big leaguer. And he came to the Marlins yeah. and he he's you know he started his uh his 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 years as a star started here in with with the Marlins and then he went to Boston. He won World Series over here. Won a World Series and. In Boston, so yeah, it, it happens, man. And, and a, a lot of times, teams have to make a decision whether you know they want to waste this kid's career, you know, behind a stud, move him to another position. That's why I was like, the Yankees need to start Volpe this year. And I don't care if he's hitting yeah, a yeah, buck yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need I to agree. put him out there no, because he's, he's a stud. He's ready. It's his turn. And then Peraza, hey, you either figure out where to put him, or you trade him for starting pitching or something else. I think. I think. I think for the most part you kind of see organizations do what's best for the kid in the most part. You know what I mean? Um, organizations aren't in the business of holding prospects and letting them rot and getting nothing for them. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Organizations you get, you get play value. tricks all the time where in their teens, like once you get to top 10 prospects and you get to 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, they'll slide somebody in there that's not very good, but maybe you just want to move them. You know what I mean? So, you know. It's a lot of things, man. So many moving parts. No, this abso- whole thing. You know, absolutely. What I mean? And one guy who you know, whoever whoever's taking his position for now, is gonna have to take a seat because Fernando Tatis is back. This guy Fernando Tatis <laughs> Jr. is one of the one of the studs. Stud did you see studs. those minor league numbers that he did in AAA? That's why there's levels to the game. This guy went to the minors and these poor kids, man, oh they, they could not pitch to Tatis. Tatis was just... I think in 12 at-bats, he had like seven homers. It was consecutive at-bats or something crazy like that. Something stupid. I mean, he, he is so good. His suspension is over on Tuesday, Thursday this week. We're April 18th right now. So April 20th, he's allowed to play again. And this guy, before, you know, he got caught doing whatever whatever he did, right? Um he signed a big contract. He's one of the biggest stars in, in baseball. We saw what he's doing now in the minors. I expect him to, you know, 
take off, you know, right where he left off. Um, Tatis is, is awesome. And, and right now, he incorporates into a Padres team that would have at the top of their lineup, after Tatis, Xander Bogertz, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and the veteran Nelson Cruz. And one thing that's going to make uh, Fernando Tatis an even, first of all, he's going to come out like a lion. You just saw him in AAA come out like a lion. He's ready with the big league club. Guy's going to come out like a lion. I have him on my fantasy team. He's on the bench right now. <laughs> Can't wait till Friday to start him. But you know Scott what else? Him. You know what else is going to be in Tatis's favor? The bigger base. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The we're, bigger we're seeing, base. We're seeing the stolen bases. The bigger this base. Year, yeah. yeah, but this guy, what he does around the bases and the way he goes and gets these base hits and these steals and those swim moves, it's going to be exciting to see this no, guy and, do it. And also, if you put him at Warner, Warner 2, Mike, in the lineup, Look who's protecting him. Yeah. Who do you who do you pitch or you pitch around Tatis to face Juan Soto? No. Or Bogert no. or Machado? No, you just gotta bear down Nelson and go. Cruz? You just gotta bear down and go. I mean Nelson Cruz, he's a little older. Fine. Yeah. Maybe maybe him, but dude, come on. And they were trying to get Trey Turner, no? They were. <laughs> <laughs> they threw a lot of money at Trey Turner. Uh, I think they threw some money at Aaron Judge too, no? They threw money at everybody. Oh, they and gosh. they they got they got Xander Bogert. Hey, they settled for Bogarts, yeah, but that's not, could you imagine uh, Turner or Judge on that team with uh, Tatis and, Mach- and Machado and and Juan Soto? Thank God for Judge's inner circle, little close group of friends. Absolutely, kept them in New York. Yep, and uh, and the call from uh, Stan Brenner there, like at three a.m. Hey, forty mil, bro. Come on, let's get paid. Can't say no to that. But back to the back to MLB rule changes. We've been talking about this for for weeks now, Mike and. You know, I've run into a few people that listen to the podcast and, you know, they tell me their thoughts about the rules. Uh, there's one um, there's one listener who told me that he watched it on TV and he enjoyed the, the pitch clock. He said everything flowed, flowed a lot more and we'll get back to the pitch clock. But, Mike, there might be more. There might be more rules. MLB is implementing some rules to experiment in the Atlantic League this year. There's going to be a designated pinch runner. So what this means, Mike, is that there's a designated pinch runner in the team. Let's just throw in. Uh, you. You, say, you, say you. Bo- you. You say you. Bolt or I'm, I'm Mandito. So I'm really fast. And let's say Mike is hitting, but hey, you know what? Mike tweaked his hamstring, can't really run, hits one into the gap, gets his second, and he's like, designated Armando. pinch runner. Armando, come <laughs> <laughs> Come run for me. Armando goes out there, runs, scores the run. Mike goes right back out to play. Little league. Right back out to Running play. Running for the pitcher and catcher. And Armando can pinch run again for somebody else. Running for the pitcher catcher. Armando, I said it. That's ridiculous. In one of the first podcasts that we got into the whole rule change, I said, the rules that they're changing now and they've experimented, Okay. Let's watch out and really pay attention for the rule changes that are going to come. Not only this year, next year, the following year, and in 10 years. Because what they're doing is they're basically creating a different game. Yep. Okay? Because that's a Little League rule. When our pitcher or our catcher gets on base, you can run. The last out can run for them. Right. No problem. And then the catcher comes back in the game, pitcher, sister, you know, speed up rule, they call it. Get the catcher dressed up. Get them back in gear. You know, get them back in gear. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what this is going to create is this is going to create an opportunity for somebody really fast to have a big league job and actually be used. You know what I'm saying? But it's too much. A fast guy it's too much. who may not have any other tools, except he's really fast, 
may have a job on a big league. So roster. you don't have to be a baseball player for that no, role. No, that's yeah, a bit much. Just learn how to run the bases, base awareness. If you get good at that, you could be a designated pinch runner. So if you're listening out there and you're fast, you might make a big league club at some point. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> You have to get or, through the minors, though. Or what's stopping, like, the it's Yankees? It's going to be interesting. I don't know. That to, me, that, to me, is a big stretch, man. The Yankees sign, like, uh, who's the top track star right now in, in, in the U.S.? I don't know. Bro, we can go get sign that guy him. Bowles out of that college over there, that white guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> he flies. Bro. But I think that's a bit much. That, to me, is, yeah, that's turning into a little bit of the Little League, you know? There's also the double hook designated hitter rule. It allows teams to use a DH throughout the game as long as the starting pitcher goes five innings. So... Let's say I go out there, I'm pitching, and Mike's a DH. If I don't make it past the fifth, guess what? Lose the DH. You lose the DH, and whoever's hitting after or pitching after needs to hit. It's a bit too much. That, that, is, going, that is going to offset the fairness because two teams are not operating by the same rules. It's right. like if one team plays T-ball, one team plays coach pitch. It's kind of the right. same thing. Because you're you're you know you're 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 setting the rules based on how the starter goes, and that's not fair. Dude, bad outings you know happen. I mean? Yeah, bad outings happen all the bad time. Not happen. to Garrett Cole this year yet. Not yet. Dude, they they, they lit him, beat him up. up. They beat him up. I think bad. they know. I think they know his signs. I think he's giving something away. You think? Yeah. You got Altuve over there with the brother that guy, Corber guy on the Arizona. <laughs> I think that guy knew what was coming every time. They tore him up. Too, yeah, I think he's giving something away that they themselves haven't picked up on yet. They imagine the Marlins would have lost their DH yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah. So the hook rule, hook, hook, hook on that. I don't See ya. And then the single disengagement rule, which means pitchers can only take their foot off the rubber once per bat to attempt to pick a pickoff or reset the clock. Clown show. Yeah, ridiculous. How quick we want to make these games, bro? You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. None of this. None of this speeds of up this, the games. None of it does. It's ridiculous. None of it does. Because the pitcher's going to disengage a second time. They're going to call something on him. He's going to argue. They're going to toss him. They're going to toss the manager. You just wasted yeah. 15 minutes there yeah. <laughs> arguing a call. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. So, Mike, you went to a Marlins game this past uh, weekend on Saturday. Did, did any of your thoughts on the pitch clock or the way the game flowed change from the first day to when you went now? So... I think me and you were texting during the game. I, I like the two minutes and 15 seconds in between innings. Right. I, I never paid attention to that until this Saturday. I went alone to the game. I asked you to go. You had compromiso, amandito. It's okay, though. Went to the game. Like I told you, empty. It's like a VIP service. I showed <laughs> you where I parked right in front of the stadium, paid by phone, walked right in, straight to my seat. Like, you know, it was awesome, right? Um, so I, I bared down a little bit with the pitch clock. And I still don't like it. I still think it's a little too fast, okay? But I do like the 215 in between innings, like I just said. I think that, to me, is a game changer. I think that sometimes in between innings, um, you know, players get a little sluggish. I don't think now they can. You yeah, know what I mean? You have to go right back out now, there. Now, when I was sitting in my chair engaged in the game, I could deal with it. But I took my yeah. stroll, went up. Did my walk around, got my food, How many got my drink, about two innings. <laughs> but, you know, the good thing about that stadium is that you get to see the game from wherever you are. But, you know, I just, you know, I just feel like there's pitchers that are being affected by this pitch clock thing. Have you seen what's happened with Manoa? Yeah. 
like his it's crazy the statistics that they're coming up with on his pace and how the quicker pace has completely devastated this guy's you know whether it's cardiovascular or whether it's i don't know but it's yeah it could it's completely throw, it can completely <sighs> throw you yeah. off so it might be throwing sandy off it could be too. and it might be helping a guy like garrett cole yeah like you don't know you know what i mean but we're grinding through it you know i'm you okay know, with, I'm, I, we'll grind through it and I, and I think like we said last week there's a, a difference between maybe the experience at home watching and at the stadium because at home okay it goes a little faster and then you know your wife wants to watch Real Housewives of Miami after, and the game's over. You're like, oh, I'm watching the Marlins game. Oh, my God, it's in the eighth <laughs> inning. I have to watch Real Housewives now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in person, you know. Takes away, man. It's fast, bro. Takes away from the beer, from the hot dog. Takes away from a lot of things. Um, but and I like the fact that I was able to get there and get right in, get right out. That's awesome. We didn't have to wait an hour and a half in the parking lot. No. In and out. No, no way. We've got to have nah. the experience. Next time we'll, we'll go. We'll Absolutely. But, dude, one, one thing is that the, the umpires need to have a little discretion. They need, to, they need to read the room. The other day, Cody Bellinger Have played. a feel? Yes. Be a, be a human. Don't be a freaking robot. So, Cody Bellinger plays against his former team and standing ovation. Mind you, Cody Bellinger was an MVP. The guy? Went to the World Series. One, one Idol. World Series, no? Idol. Um, you know, been there a couple of times. The guy was a monster, had a bad year last year, and they didn't gamble on him. Nope. They let him ride. But he's still an idol to the fans. Because I'm Mac Daddy, and he's tearing it up. <laughs> he went five for five <laughs> yesterday. So standing ovation, Mike. Takes off the hat, this and that. Once he gets in the box, strike one. You took too long, Papa. You mean to Come tell on. me that that umpire couldn't have just stepped out, called time, given him... His moment. Six seconds of his freaking moment. Not that he deserves, that he's earned. You couldn't do that? <laughs> Instead? Strike one. Oh, yeah, they got strike one. Frank, Frank Drebin on, style. Like, we got to have a little more feel. We got to have a little more of an idea. You know, and, you know, it's things like that that, that bother me, man. You know, read the room, umpire. Yeah, man. Like, oh, you just step out a second, clean your mask, or say time, and give him his standing O. So, what, let me ask you a question: McGucker Perry is retiring this year, no? What's gonna happen? They're gonna give him a strike, but because he's gonna get, you know, like, what are you gonna do? Like, that's ah, silly, silly. It's, it's ridiculous, silly. Gotta, it's ridiculous. Gotta be better than that, MLB. And b- b- but before we go, Mike, um, we're gonna go through a little game. It's going to be called Surprised or Not. We're going to say whether we're surprised or not. By At this point of the season, it's still very early, right? So this is going to obviously change, except for some names. There's some names that are going to be there throughout the season. But we're going to start with division leaders for teams. I'm going to go through AL first. You tell me whether you're surprised by any of the teams. AL division leaders, East Tampa Bay, Central Minnesota, AL West, the Rangers. I'm not surprised by Tampa Bay. No. They're in the mix every year. Okay? I'm a little surprised with Minnesota this early, and I'm kind of not surprised with the Rangers because the Rangers are stacked to the rack. They are. They spent a lot of money last year. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good with those. I agree. I am surprised with one thing with with the Twins, especially, which I'll I'll mention a little later. But, but yeah, you know, I might be surprised um, the White Sox, you know, but it's a a long season. Long season. Right now, I'd say the Twins would be my surprise. NL, 
Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Arizona. I mean, the big surprise there for for everybody is, you know, the Dodgers. You expect the Dodgers to go coast to coast and and lead, and right now their record isn't very good. They're they're about five hundred right now. It might take them a little bit this year to get going. You know, they've lost some key pieces, and maybe yep. you know, like Red was there. Was, you know, so let's see how it goes. But the other two teams, I'm not surprised about Atlanta. Atlanta I'm not surprised. You know, Milwaukee's thirteen and five right now. They're on a great pace. Yeah. You know, Arizona. It was good to see them play when I went Saturday. Uh, the manager for Arizona, Tori Lavallo, was my manager in nice. A ball and High A ball in the Columbus Red Sticks and the Kinston Indians. Nice. I tried to get close to see him, but wasn't able to get that close. But uh. Good to see him still in the game, man. I've yelled at him. <laughs> Tori. It's not my style, bro. <laughs> All right, AL batting. Now we get to the to the actual players. Matt Chapman of the Blue Jays, followed by teammate Bo Bichette. You guys can rake. Yeah. Those, those guys, two guys can flat out hit. good. Yeah. But Bichette's one of those guys that if, if Chapman, uh, you know, fizzles out a little bit, I expect Bichette to be there at the end of the season. Bichette's a beast, man. Yeah. The kid's so good. Pops I'm was a good. big fan. Pops was real good. Back in the day, Dante. Um, my early years of owning uh, Sluggers, um, when there would be some local tournaments in Tamiami, and he would bring him. He was nice. a little kid hitting in the wow. machines, getting ready for his game. You know, he was Dante, you know, with the wife and there, and then the kid. So it was pretty cool, man. And that's one neat. guy that yeah. he, Dante Bichet was a beast. Beast. In Colorado, beast. he was a bigger beast. Beast. Oh, beast. <laughs> Benny Castillo, Larry uh, Walker, all those guys, beast. man. Beast. You guys can rake. NL batting. Not surprised by either of these, man. Luisa Arraez with the Marlins, followed by Ronald Acuna. Studs. Ronald Acuna is one of the best players in the game. Nothing surprises me with that guy. No. And Luis Arraez, to me, is the best pure hitter in the game. Yeah, I don't that, think there's anybody. He's like a throwback. It, when he, Yeah, when he hit for the cycle, he needed the base hit. He just placed that ball there. He got a little outside yeah. the slider. He went like that. He put the barrel right on and knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, 100%. Love to see guys who know what they're doing in the box. Love it. A.O. Homers. Rafael Devers got a big contract, has seven home runs. Ryan Mountcastle with Baltimore has six. And Arson Judge. <laughs> Aaron Judge has five. But Devers leading the league. It's early. Yeah, I don't think Devers will be there. He seems to fade end. off a little bit towards he, he the does. end a little bit. You know what I mean? But um, Judge... See what happens. NL homers. Patrick Wisdom from the Cubs. Pete Alonso with the Mets. Who's with Patrick eight. Wisdom, bro? <laughs> so he's got eight bombs. Um, listen, Pete Alonso, youngest player to uh, 150, uh, 150 homers he's a, he's in the a, history he's a big dude. of the game. He might be a little upset. He didn't get that many innings in the WBC over Gold, Goldschmidt. Might be a little bothered. Yeah. Might have some motivation. Hey, oh, yeah. hope he does. This guy might hit hey. 60 Balagay this year. Yeah. AL wins and ERA. Garrett Cole, bro. Ah. Four wins. Uh, Shane McClanahan, Tampa Bay, also four wins. ERA, here's the big surprise. Sonny Gray was Yankee fans. We saw him with the Yankees not have very good I, seasons. I was so disappointed with his performances in New York. Oh, I thought he was going to be a difference maker. Came, he came from the Reds, yeah. and he did not amount to what they thought he was yeah. going to be. .53 ERA. But Luis Castillo with Seattle, Shohei Otani with the, with the Angels, and Garrett Cole, all sub-1 ERAs at this point. They love the pitch clock. <laughs> they love the pitch clock. I'm telling you, I think the pitch clock helps a lot of people. And let me tell you something, a Garrett Cole. I see a different Garrett Cole this year. I don't know if it's the haircut. I don't know if he changed the way, the tailoring hey. of the uniform, but he looks in shape. He cut his hair. He's finally a Yankee. And he looks in shape, bro. Like, he's got tone. He's got muscles. He always looked a little thick to me. He looks really tight this year. I like it. 
I love I like it. it. As a Yankee fan, hey. I like it. There's the banner. Garrett like Cole. It. And then, uh, last but not least, NL wins. Julio Urias has three. Tyler McGill with the Mets has three. And Marcus Stroman with the Cubs at one. ERA. McGill isn't the guy with from the Mets that you expected to have three wins at this point. Yeah, definitely not. But I think these other guys are on the shelf, right? Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Dude, Stanton now. He's going to miss <sighs> a while. El hospital. Listen, I I think Verlander is a great pitcher. I think Scherzer is a great arm, of course. But you got to win with youth, Armando. You got to win with youth. You can't be spending $43 million on a pitcher that's not ready to go opening day. My opinion. And who's 40? My I opinion. Mean, you can't, you can't, I'm going to, you can't, man. Like, Look, you know, they, and the whole throwing the money around and, and these owners and King, yeah, I, I get it, but. No, what they, no, what man. they, what they did last season was amazing, right? You know, I had 40, 41, 42, whatever. I get it, but you got to win with the youth. You got to win with the you youth, know? man. If you want longevity, you got to win with the youth, you know, and uh, again, they're going to come out and they're going to shove and they're going to dominate when they need to. And I get it. But for me, 45 mil, better be ready opening day, baby. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Be ready. But, Mike, episode 31 in the books with some video. This was a lot of fun. So I actually I, I enjoyed this, man. I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, man. Great well, show. Well, this was episode 31. We'll have some guests. And, you know, let us know because I like hearing from, from you guys, the listeners. So let us know what you think, what you want to hear from us, and we'll talk some more. A's up. <laughs>